0: Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of Gadgetcast. I am Gregory McFadden, joined by Travis MCP.
1: That's right. That's we're right. Here. You know what's funny? I was, I was just listening as we we're doing the intro. And uh, even though it's live and it's happening at this moment, it sounded very much like I was listening to a replay of a podcast. Hmm. Very interesting. It's because I always
0: do like the same thing one. Well, you know, a little. Well, I like the one when you did,
1: <laughs> like the second episode. If you listen to our, safe you go all the way back to the second episode, I I actually did the intro for it, and I said "Gadget Cast Baby," and you did that like. Like an episode ago, and I laughed and I was like, "I caught so that! I caught I that in it. the
0: editing." I was like, "Ah, I so, love Sometimes it. I try and spice it up. I'm like, "Ah, right, let me, let me, let me do a throwback." And then I heard, I heard you uh, when I was editing. I heard the laugh. I was like, "That was great." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was good. I rewatched it, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's hilarious!" I loved it. I thought it was good. Anyway,
0: sometimes I like to, to you know refer to you as different I, things. Today, today it's pretty standard though. Just get you know, just a little little normal one. I don't want to. Oh, you know. I, yeah, I need i need uh some mental preparation for that and uh you know you're not you're not going to get a creative intro every week i'm sorry folks that's just how the the podcasting world works you know it takes a lot out of
1: me it's a very special thing when you get that uh, yeah but- and by the way if you're watching us on youtube which of course yes we do have a youtube channel the link is in the show notes and if you're on youtube link to the podcast is in the description below uh you can see how greg is cracking me up today which is kind of Kind of uh, kind of priceless there. It's, <laughs> he's killing me this morning.
0: He's, he's laughing at me, not with me.
1: Th- that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> at any rate, we have a good time here at GadgetCast. I'm super excited to talk about this subject. Um, and, it, you know, it's more about kind of YouTube, but in general, like, this is kind of a social thing. And I think in a lot of ways that saying something like clickbait isn't bad makes it sound kind of controversial. But the reality is, is it's not that it's bad or good. It just is. What do you think about that, Greg? What do you think I mean by that?
0: Hmm. You, laid, you laid that one on me. It just is. That's right. It just is. It just is. The clickbait it just is. What do you think I mean? I don't even know what to think about that. Like, like it's if you're like an a audience member, game. Yeah. If you're if you're listening to this, if you're a listener, and, and Travis just says it is. What does that mean? It just is. What does that mean? I think I think what you mean. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an answer. I think what it means is that we are all human. Everyone likes something that is interesting. You don't want boring things. If a thumbnail is clickbait, it's because it's trying to be interesting. It is trying to get a click. You know, a lot of people will tell you that views don't matter. They do it for different reasons. But again, at the end of the day, if you are a creative person, if you're putting something out there, the end goal is for that thing to be seen by people and. You are, we are. Would people like the system to be different? Would I like to just put a boring thumbnail out there that requires no effort and everyone clicks it? Absolutely. The worst part about YouTube for me is making the thumbnail. It's the thing I dread most because I'm not good at it and I honestly don't have that many ideas when I do it. But I also understand that this is part of the YouTube game. People want to be interested and it's all it. You know, we like to blame algorithms and stuff like this, but the algorithm is fueled by human interaction. If everyone clicked on thumbnails that were very straightforward and boring, that's what everyone would be doing. But that's not how it works. People click on the ones that are interesting and ones that get accused of clickbait, unfortunately.
1: Yes. And I, so I did a video and we actually did a podcast briefly on this called Toxic Tech. And I talked a little bit about clickbait in the video. Let's do first the definition on the Googles of what clickbait actually is. So there's a couple of definitions, but the the one, I mean, there's one in Wikipedia, which could mean anything. And then there's one that's an actual like definition. And that is on the internet content whose main purpose is to attract attention and encourage visitors to click on a particular web page or, of course, in the case of YouTube, a video. Now, the statement I made in the video Talk to Tech that I did, uh, I think, is that, yes, that's exactly what I want to do. That's what we want you to do on the podcast. We want you to click it. We don't want to put something boring that you're not going to click. You're clicking it. We want you to click. We want you to watch, just as Greg said. So just about anything that's any good is, quote, clickbait. Uh, what most people are upset about is like bait and switch. And I think that's what they really mean when they say clickbait, they're upset by bait and switch. But a lot of times when they say clickbait, it's not even bait and switch. They're just trying to throw an insult at the creator. They're not really even saying that what was in the title and thumbnail wasn't actually covered. A lot of times it actually is. It's just that for whatever reason, they've been upset by the subject matter itself. And the problem isn't that, and this goes for a lot of things. And we're talking about, we can spread this out to like Apple, Samsung, everything. The problem isn't that the creator puts something provocative, which is what it is. It's not, it's not clickbait. It's provocative. Uh, I mean, it is clickbait based on the definition, but it's that people won't click it otherwise. And it gets you to click and it's enticing you and it interests you. These are all the things that are happening. That's not the problem. The problem is you're clicking it. You're listening to it. You're reading it. That's the problem. Because if none of this worked, if the quote clickbait image of the YouTuber face and all that sort of thing did not work, we wouldn't do it. So if you're really upset by quote clickbait, then stop clicking it. And I guarantee you, guarantee you, if enough people do that, everything will change. But because our brains are wired in such a way, and because we interact in a certain way with our media, that will probably never happen. Greg, what do you think?
0: I, I, yeah, I think you nailed it right there. It's it's human interaction and human, you know, psychology. We click on these things because that's what our brains want. I I I I'm sympathetic to people that get sick of Certain thumbnails because I, I agree, like sometimes it is like overdone, you don't want to see it, especially if you aren't geared for that type of content. Uh, as much as we like to say it's fueled by human behavior, we also have to recognize that everyone is a little bit different too. So maybe that doesn't appeal to you, but you also have to be smart enough to recognize that it is what works for most people. And that is what most people click on. It's the same with a very catchy headline. People get paid a lot of money just to come up with headlines that are clickable. And that's why, you know, there's all sorts of psychological rules. Like if you're putting a number in a title, people are more likely to click on it, even though that might not necessarily be clickbaity, but you know, if it's like top 10 travel locations, that's something that you're probably more likely to
1: click on rather than top travel locations. Um, I want to, th- I want to tweet something right now, but people have to be really critically minded because it sounds inflammatory, but I'm going to say it here on the podcast. Anyway, is a woman with makeup, a version of clickbait. Hmm. Let's think about that for a moment. Critically, they are making themselves attractive to, you know, whatever, even it could be themselves. It doesn't even have to be to someone else, but generally speaking, People who use uh, makeup, men or women are using it to make themselves look more, uh, more better, whatever that is. Uh, And a lot of times to uh, encourage someone to engage with them, whether it be on a romantic level or just a normal level, whatever the case may be. And the content itself, the person is no different whether or not they wore the makeup or not. Same thing like a video is no different regardless of the thumbnail and title that you use. That, that's true in a
0: way. So, I, you know, there's there's different things. There's what you accuse of being clickbait and there is actual clickbait. And I, that definition again is going to be different for every person. Um, yeah. I actually got, uh, not in trouble, but I had some negative reaction to people who aren't used to my channel because it, my, my, my video hit a wide audience of people that aren't used to seeing my content. I did a AirPods 2 video, bef- like the day they, you know, announced them, I did a video where it kind of, I guess, looked like I was holding the AirPods thing, even though like to me, logically I was going, these aren't out, no one's gonna think I have them. But people thought that, oh, this is a video where he has them and he's reviewing them. And that's something that I didn't click, didn't click to me because in my opinion, it was a bad Photoshop of the product. And even I, I even put it in my ears because it, it looks so ridiculous <laughs> to me that I laugh at it. That's actually a, a style of thumbnail I've done consistently on all those types of videos. If you go in my channel and you go and you watch, um, I forget what I titled now, before you buy, watch this before you buy, it's always the same style of thumbnail. I actually do that on purpose because it's just that style and I like to have a little fun with it. Like on other thumbnails, I don't show my face, but on those I do, because I think it looks funny and ridiculous. But on those, I think I did it like the Photoshop was a little too well to where people didn't realize it was Photoshop. Unlike my other ones where I'm holding like 30 iPads in my hand, obviously it's not real. (laughs) So it did. It did make me think like, okay, even though I don't consider it clickbait because I'm giving you information about the AirPods, I never said it was a review. People are like, oh, this isn't a review. And I'm like, it doesn't say it's a review. It never says that, and there's no inclination of it. In the first 30 seconds of the video, I say, this isn't a review. This is kind of going over all the new features because Apple didn't hold a press event. So a lot of people were looking for that information. And there were people who loved the video and said, I learned so much from watching this. I didn't see this mentioned on the website. And there were just other people who were just looking for someone to have that product on hand. And because it hit a wider audience than even I was used to, it got negative feedback from those people that are just looking for someone to have the product on hand. So I think that could be considered clickbait. But again, if Travis is making a iPhone 11 review and he has the iPhone 11 and he gives you like this thumbnail where maybe like his uh, head is in his hand or something, or he's saying something negative like that, and you look at that thumbnail and you're more likely to click on it, you it's you know we we call it clickbait but it's just a good thumbnail it's just an attractive thumbnail that you want to click on like to go with that makeup analogy people put on makeup women men whatever if you're watching a movie they're wearing makeup you know there's there's no if people are on TV they they have people putting makeup on them and that's to bring out things that are better about that person and hide some of the flaws i mean even if you're doing a video like you know sometimes Travis will put a blooper in his video because it's funny. But sometimes, you know, it's a blooper that's really embarrassing. You're not going to put that in a video, especially if you're like me and like you you do a video and you stammer all over your words all the time. You might cut that out because it's not relevant and it's not getting that information across. And the same can be said for these thumbnails. And and it's hard for creators, in a sense, to walk that tightrope because there's always two sides of the people that are going to click on it. And then there's the people that are just going to give you so much crap for it.
1: Yeah, totally. And uh, I think you also kind of got burned because the very next day, some people actually did have the AirPods, and I, I, I didn't expect, expect that. Expect yeah,
0: and and it was yeah. I, it, it fell on a bad time where normally people would see these videos and they go, okay. But yeah, like Travis said, Air, Pe- Marquez all of a sudden has AirPods the next day, and my videos being recommended right next to his, and people click on his, and then they click on mine to go.
1: You don't have it. It's like, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know anyone was going to have I it. Because, I didn't know. Oh, Apple's, <laughs> Apple's not telling us nothing. Uh, yes. So, uh, would love to hear back from you. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can go to anchor.fm FM uh, and look for Gadget Cast. You actually can leave us voicemail there. We'll play it here on the show. You can email us, uh, emails in the show notes. Um, again, if you're on YouTube, hit the uh, link yeah. down below for all that stuff. I'd love to hear your guys. thoughts. And like, no, Wait a minute. Did we check the inbox? Did we, do we have email?
0: I haven't seen any emails. No.
1: Okay. Okay. Just checking.
0: Uh, but yeah, t- to add to that, that's, um, that's something I would be really interested in if you are a listener of the show, I would really encourage you to send either that voicemail, uh, even just tweet at us or whatever. I'll try and include it in a future show whatever method's best for contacting you. I'd love to hear your opinion on it because you are the listener, you are the viewer, and we have more of a biased perspective as being creators. And I think you have to approach it from the logical standpoint though of this does work. And if it didn't work, people wouldn't be doing it.
1: That's the big, whether, aspect. whether you and like we, it or
0: not. And like yes. I said before, I don't personally like it. I would love to just always just put like a boring thumbnail. I'd lo- I'd, <laughs> i put a white blank background and if people clicked it, <laughs> I would do it and it would make my job so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> know, right.
1: So true, man. So true. But yeah, man. I love,
0: yeah. I love uh, yeah. one, one of our goals with GadgetCast was even though it's called GadgetCast, and obviously we both have technology backgrounds, we like to kind of go a little deeper into how the process is from our end. And that's kind of what yeah. this episode is. And that's that's cool.
1: Yeah. And I, I really, really, really encourage you guys to reach out. I would love to hear your guys feedback on this. So make sure you hit us up either on Twitter or uh, an email or whatever the case may be. Again, all the links in the show notes below. So that was fun. I like talking about things. Yeah. That aren't necessarily I, tech related. I mean, that was, that was good.
0: Yeah, we, we try and pepper it in every once in a while. I mean, yeah. I, I yeah, think if you go pepper. back and listen to the mission statement of GadgetCast, I think I said it's a, we started the podcast to not only talk about tech, but to just go deeper in on ourselves where we can't randomly in a YouTube video explain that this isn't clickbait.
1: <laughs> That's right. I That's think right. it's important. I, I love that we have this uh, as, as something that we can share, um, especially with the people that are really listening every week and every episode We I, I've been reached out to by a couple people. And uh, man, what a, what a flattering statement it is to have you guys say uh, all the really awesome things you have about the show. So thank you so much. And definitely, uh, we appreciate you greatly. Greatly. Now, I would like to talk about something else that's very important. Actually, more important. Because not everyone's a creator. So the, the clickbait thing might not be as, as interesting. They've already but tuned
0: out. They, they, you know, <laughs> they're like, ah, oh,
1: come on. no. But they should also see in the title or description or somewhere that uh, we talked about some smart home and smart home security stuff. And I've done a couple of videos on this on my um, channel or last year, mostly. I did want to talk about a couple of products that are really inexpensive or not sponsored or anything, um, but I just think they're really important to have. I think that every person should have a couple of different pieces of tech. Number one, I think everyone who drives should have a dash cam without exception. Um, I didn't really understand the, uh, the importance of it until I started reviewing them. And then I realized that, and I caught like, three accidents on my ga- my dash cams while I was like reviewing them so instantly oh, I wow. started going oh now I get it um so now I have one permanently in my car
0: what's um, what's the I one you recommend
1: for people so there's different ones um the one I have I reviewed last year um I forget what it's called uh because it's not like anchor or anything like that I forget, I forget we'll put it like in a link somewhere but um the one I have has both and this I would, I would actually recommend for all, it has both front and rear cameras because we get rear-ended and you have a dash cam pointing forward, then what good is that? So I like the one I have, it has both front and rear um, and I've caught some really interesting, I actually caught, this is the craziest thing I've caught on camera besides actual car accidents of which I have caught and i put it on my YouTube channel. I caught, and I still can't believe this, a bird getting hit by a car and then getting shot up into the air. Like, Aww. it got hit by the car so hard, it shot up into the air. I didn't know what it was at first. I had to go back, watch it in slow motion, like, poor oh, bird. no! <laughs> oh, it was it was pretty crazy. But, I mean, that's something that I, I would never, I, I mean, that, listen. First of all, dash cams. Okay, secondarily, you need to have some type of cam either pointing outside your window, indoors, outdoor. I I don't know. I don't necessarily know you need indoors. So I have cameras. I don't really put them indoors. Outdoors for sure. Guaranteed. There's so much craziness going on. Now, if you, for whatever reason, like can't put it on the outside, but you do have a window facing out outdoors, you can get something called the Wyze Cam. I have a Wyze Cam, a Wyze Cam Pan. I've reviewed both of them on my channel. They're anywhere between $20 and $30, 1080p, cloud storage, SD card. They are everything everything, everything. They're amazing products. They also um, are based like 20 minutes from my house. Um, their product is solid and it's inexpensive. There's literally no reason if you don't have a window pointing outwards that you should not have this product because you'd be, you'd be very surprised at what's happening in your neighborhood. Now, aside from that, even if you don't want to get the Wyze cam, here's the thing you should download immediately. And it's an app and it's free and it's Ring. Now, some of you may have heard of the Ring line of products. Ring actually was bought by Amazon last year. Um, Ring has the app for the doorbell, which I actually have. But within that same app is something called Neighborhood. It's a neighborhood watch. It's literally a virtual neighborhood watch that people who either have cams or even just have the app will upload either short video clips or just, you know, text messages of things that are going on in your neighborhood. Now, you're anonymized, 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 I don't know how to say that, you're, your <laughs> I don't know what the word is. Your your location is obscured by a a distance. So in other words, it's a circle. So they don't tell you exactly where you live. But it does show you like a ring of about a mile around your neighborhood. And you can see when things are happening. For example, routinely I see car break-ins, people stealing things off people's front porches because they're being uploaded to this really cool alert and you know if it's happening in your area. When someone got swatted across the street from my house a couple of months ago, I posted on there so that my neighbors would know what the heck's going on. So, and that's free. Like, you don't even have to have ring to have. I see this. Greg's having problems with his cat. <laughs> if you're not watching the YouTube version that's a, of this that's podcast, that's a YouTube you clip are, right there. What just happened? You <laughs> need to watch the YouTube version of this podcast. Make sure you immediately. My go cat to the almost show just destroyed
0: this whole entire podcast. It was a sabotage <laughs> attempt and wasn't paying enough attention. It almost knocked
1: the whole <laughs> microphone over. That was hilarious. You must watch that. Um, But Ring, free. Download the app, uh, register for it. Again, you don't have to have the product. You literally can just do the neighborhood portion. It's free it's amazing. I will say one thing, though, Greg. It's a little bit like knowing how the sausage is made, being disgusted by it, and then still eating sausage. Because you start to realize your neighborhood isn't exactly... All rim and rosy. Yeah, as you, you got may you got
0: people is. running naked outside in the middle of the night, and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> John's
1: doing I mean, what?" I mean, maybe. Yeah, that might be a thing. I think so. But uh, yeah, I and I think all the other stuff that I have, like turning on your lights on and off and everything. Like, do you have any of that stuff, uh, Greg? Do you have any home automation stuff? Yeah,
0: I I do. So uh, we'll go for security cameras. I have the Logitech Circle Two that plays very well with um, Apple HomeKit as well as Amazon Echo products. So that is the one I got. I'm actually very interested in that right now because um, with iOS 13, they were supposed to roll out um, what they call HomeKit Secure Video, which if you have an iCloud data plan or whatever, um, they're actually supposed to give you 14 days of free storage encrypted and all that. So Mm -hmm. I was actually looking forward to that feature and uh, those cameras are supposed to be supported but it looks like Apple hasn't like rolled, like they haven't really, I don't think there's any camera that really supports it yet, even though it's supposed to be in the latest software update. So I'm still waiting for Logitech to update that. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Security cameras are great. It gives you peace of mind. I actually laugh when I see, um if you go, if you go to some neighborhoods and uh they have like the full alarm system and then like they're going off Mm -hmm. all the time. I'm like, who's, who's buying these systems where they're like so much money (laughs) you're paying like monthly for like people to like monitor you and then like a cat sets off the alarm and you got like the whole thing (laughs) screeching through the neighborhood. It is so inexpensive now, like this glorious age we live in. You can just buy like these security cameras for like a hundred, under a hundred dollars. And it's like this peace of mind, like if someone comes up to my door, like I get an alert on my phone going, Hey, someone's at your door kind of thing. And that is so cool. Uh, A lot of these products have like two way communication. So you can talk through the microphone. Um, I know my cameras have like night vision and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. it is, it is really cool. And I I agree with Travis, like your home, like anyone could break into it spend like, spend like, uh, you know, scale like two of these things and put them in front and back and you're, you're good. You know, you'll, you'll probably catch like everything that's going on. Um, for, for other home automation stuff, obviously smart speakers like, um, Amazon echo, um, home pod stuff, uh, smart lights. I am using the Phillips hue system. So I got a couple light strips. I got, um, a couple light bulbs in there. And uh, you could change the colors on those. You can do automations with them. So I, I have uh, in my main room, I have it set to go off at like around like 6 a.m. when I want to wake up and lights come on. It kind of simulates like a sunrise, which is really great uh, for when it's in, in those darker periods. But um, yeah, I, that's that's about the extent of my home automation. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I'd really want to add. I think cameras and lights are like the cool things right now, like the probably like the most important things.
1: But do you think there's any other home automation products you'd recommend? Yeah, so if you have an Echo, a lot of people don't know this. Because it's one of the things that got added. Now, one of the great things about the Echo system is that things are constantly added because most of its brain power is in the cloud. So a lot of this stuff is added in the cloud, and you're not even really aware of it. Uh, any Echo device actually has essentially a built-in home security system in it. It's called Alexa Guard. That's right. Yeah, if you go to the, and I use mine, um, you can have it integrate to your your existing home system, like mine integrates directly to ADT, but you don't even have to do that. Basically what it does is when you set it away, when you're leaving, it will listen in your home. You know, the thing people were scared of, let's go listen. Well, you can literally have it listen in your home for any kind of weird sounds and it will alert you to them. Like if someone breaks in, if it like shatters a glass or someone screams or something, it can literally take those recordings and send them to you. And it basically becomes a, 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 a really cool, smart home security system. So I mean I have echoes in every single room. Different most of them have video uh, capabilities, um, but I like that because it was a feature that was never it was never sold as, and it just came to be a thing. So um, between that and my lights, my thermostat I am a smart thermostat, so that's all something that's done by. Um, yeah, you know, that's my another good system. one to have. It. That's right. Yep, I have the Echo Bee, which is really great. Um, one of the things I like about the Echo B, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to show you. Um, This is a sensor, for those of you on a podcast, it's a small sensor for a room. And what it does is it takes the temperature of the room and also it knows if someone's in the room so that it can adjust the temperature accordingly. So for example, if you have multiple rooms like like I do in my house, but I'm only in one room and that room happens to be colder than the rest of the house and the thermostat normally would not kick on. Since I'm in front of this, um, this, this little uh, thing, it knows that I'm in this room It knows what the, temp- the temperature is and it will address this room accordingly. So um, some really cool, amazing smart and by the way, smart thermostats save you money. They 100% do. They know how to um, get the heat. And if you have air conditioning, the coolness in a way that's not just turning it on for 30 minutes and then turning it off, Like it, some of them are set up to do smart things. So I think we're kind of in a really cool time. I mean, it's just going to get cooler where automating your home makes a lot of sense. It's not even that expensive anymore. You can literally get like lights and stuff for just a couple of bucks. Um, and you can automate them with an echo dot that's 20 bucks. I mean, really at this point, there's almost no reason not to, unless you're like completely, um, uh, like, I, I love when people say, I don't want an echo in my house because I don't want them listening to me. Yet they walk around with a GPS enabled camera toting. It's too late. Smart it's too late. computer. If someone wants in to. In your pocket. Yeah. Exactly. It's too late. Like settle down.
0: <laughs> um, Settle down. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting time. Like you said, uh, prices have gotten like really cheap. When I first got my Philips Hue system, like I was paying like $50 a bulb, but now yeah. they've come out with things that are like way cheaper. You get them for like $15, dollars uh, so that's definitely an area that's like really good. And, um, a lot of improvements have been made along with, um, I use Apple home kit. A lot of improvements have been made there and I'm sure with other systems as well, it's only getting better and better. One of the things I really want to get are smart blinds. Those have been mm. prohibitively expensive, but, um, Ikea actually came out with one recently, that's actually like really, really reasonably priced. Like maybe you just spend like that much money on like a normal set of blinds. So I think I want to get that for the window. Maybe like some like blackout shades, and then when I'm like doing like a video, get it all dark and uh, just do like the studio lights. I think that'd be like so cool. So that's that's probably my next purchase for smart home stuff. Actually, there is one thing I did test recently that does implement into your smart home. I actually didn't like it. I'm probably going to be returning it, unfortunately, which is a shame because I was actually. Hyped on a previous podcast episode about it, which would be the uh, Google Wi-Fi system. They're calling it Nest Wi-Fi, which is their smart home stuff. They have Nest cameras, Nest thermostats. So what that does, which is interesting, and if I didn't have my previous Google Wi-Fi system, I probably would keep it. But it the the speeds for the internet on it are too similar to my Google Wi-Fi. I'm not even. I was. I wasn't sure if I was going to review it. I I don't think I will because it's not that the product's bad. It's just that it's not a big enough upgrade to my current system for me to justify. It. It's not using any of the new technology like Wi-Fi 6. If someone didn't have it, it's not like it's a bad product because technically the two bundle pack, which should cover more range, is cheaper. It's just not a product that I need because the original Google Wi-Fi just works so well. Um, but what they did is they actually implemented... Uh, Google smart speaker into the secondary router points because it's a mesh Wi-Fi system. So you put one where your main internet connection is, then you get two more to place around your house to kind of connect all your devices. So they actually put the smart speaker right into that part of the device. And I thought that was the cool part about that product. If my house wasn't already littered with uh, like all smart home system assistance, I would probably keep it just for that. But I already have all that stuff. (laughs) I thought that was cool though, how they integrated that because those are two products that kind of work well together. They almost look this. They almost look like a smart speaker. So why not incorporate it into that? And it makes me curious to see if we're going to see other integrations like that. I know, uh, for Amazon they have the Echo Cube, right? And that actually has Fire,
1: you mean the, the Fire, Fire Cube. Cube.
0: It has like yeah. the, you know, I don't want to say the Echo Assistant built right into it. Yes. So I wonder if we're yes. going to see as, you know, we kind of reach this point of these like products that people like, there's room to integrate these more. There's room to just mm-hmm. integrate them more. Uh, one of the things I, I, I never got it, but I thought it was kind of a cool concept was they had that echo clock and you could actually yeah. like talk to
1: it and like set timers and stuff like that. And the microwave and all the other kind of cool the things. microwave. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Which actually, in a lot of ways, does make sense. Uh, really? Mainly because, I don't know if the execution's great, but uh, a lot of times you'll put something in and you're like, oh, I don't know how long this is supposed to be in there for. So now you just tell it. You go, hey, Echo, uh, you know, I'm putting a chicken in. Is that and how it, it works? That's it. how it works? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. that actually sounds
0: more useful because uh, I just thought it was like, hey, microwave. It's like, oh, you're standing right there. <laughs> well, it's funny. I um I did a tour about, I'm going to say like six months ago Google actually invited me out to New York City during the uh, Pixel 3A launch, and they were showing off a lot of their smart home stuff with that 3A launch. So they had the big Nest Hub, which didn't go on sale until recently. I actually want to pick that up too. Uh, but they they had like this whole smart home setup, and it was like, oh, you sit down here and you tell your Google Assistant to to do this, and then it will start like popping the popcorn. But there's mm-hmm. that's a type of smart home product where it's kind of like. Well, you have to load in the popcorn manually before you start right, right. telling it to <laughs> pop the popcorn. And I've seen that with, um, I'm a big coffee drinker. So one of the things that I always want is like, I want like my coffee just like made in the morning. But mm-hmm. you run into that problem of like, well, I have to load up the coffee grinds myself. So you kind of, we need like a robot yeah. hand to like fish that thing out. <laughs> That's like the next step. <laughs>
1: I mean, you can do that. There's stuff that you can do that now, but you would have to load it in before load you Load it been, in, yeah. Which is not the end of the day. But Or you could do the Michael Scott where you have you you have the bacon, that you wake up to bacon uh, by having the- uh, When <laughs> the you George step on Morgan it, grill. you burn your, burn your foot. Yeah. <laughs> burn your foot. <laughs> oh my God. Man, what a great, I think this has been a really good episode. I hope that you all have enjoyed it. If so, uh, reach out to us. If you get in the show notes or if you're on YouTube, the links are below. Uh, I don't know that you can say that, on a podcast. Cause it's not really below. They're on the in the show the notes. Bar? Yeah. In the show notes.
0: If, not uh, below, again, there. Hey, if you guys are listening on Apple podcasts or whatever your mm. favorite podcasting platform is, come on, hit that subscribe, uh, leave us a review on iTunes in particular. If you're, you know, I know it's a little bit confusing, actually. I think I actually mentioned this in the, in one of the previous shows, I said, scroll down to get to the mm. reviews. And then I noticed like we got like a bunch more reviews after I said that. So if you're on the oh. Apple podcast app, Scroll all the way down. You'll see those stars and you'll see like a uh, area where you can actually leave like a comment in the review. I read all of them. I'm, I'm very happy with GadgetCast because it is a five-star podcast. People are loving Ooh, the whoop. show. So if you want to leave a review, I, I'd appreciate it.
1: That would be amazing. And I'm super excited about what we're going to be doing for the rest of this year. And of course, into 2020, uh, we got some big things uh, coming. I just know we do. We, uh, we're going to have guests pretty soon and uh, make sure that you – Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, because that's where we'll be live streaming some of those things, especially when we have like interviews with people. Yeah, and, so let, sure and
0: let people us know if uh, there's a guest, reach out on Twitter, reach out on the email, leave a voicemail. You know, if there's a guest you really want in the tech space, let us know and uh, we'll yeah. we'll show them your response. Be like, hey, you know, John 54 really wants you on our show. And if John
1: 54 doesn't get his way, I wouldn't want to mess with him. All right. I a thousand percent agree with that. That's great. We need ways to leverage these people on this show. We need these listens, baby. We need these download listens. So let's, let's make that happen to the hashtag uh, toilet cast, which is the little cousin of the gadget cast. (laughs) Listen, everybody, I appreciate you. He's Greg. I'm Travis. We'll see you next week.